All right, we're good to go. Good to go. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Talk to Danielle podcast. I am your host, Danielle C. Baker. And before we get started with uh, today's guests, don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow to whichever channel you're watching or listening to. And today I have a really, I'll say a fun guest. I always say amazing guest. I'm trying to change my vocabulary, but it's actually really fun. We got to meet and I don't know how we ended up meeting on on Facebook or Instagram, but an amazing person with an incredible life. And I just had to have him on uh, to talk about what he does. So I have Ricardo Wilkins on today. Thank you so much, Ricardo, for joining in. Hey, Danielle. It is a pleasure to be uh, on your podcast and be speaking with your guests. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much. So before we get started into what you're doing now, can you tell us a little bit of your backstory and how uh, how you got to where you are now? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. I am from, from the United States, uh, Maryland. I grew up in Maryland, D.C. area. Um, I worked in the government uh, until last year for like 20, 20 plus years as a contractor and pretty much just my whole life just always played it safe. Uh, always stayed in the comfort zone, you know, a lot of limiting beliefs. And maybe, maybe like eight years ago now, I kind of just realized what I, where I was at in life and all my friends were, um, you know, their careers were advancing and I kind of just realized what I'd done. I was stuck in this, like this okay position, wasn't challenging, wasn't inspiring. And I was just like, what do I do? And I was like, what do I do to advance my career? And I was kind of like, I wasn't depressed. I still had a good life, um, had fun, but I was just like, you know, I felt stuck in this job and I, you know, I wanted to make more money and I wanted to advance in my career. Then I read this book called uh, Positive Intelligence, literally changed my life. And it just changed my perspective on how I saw myself and the world. And I realized all the things that society said we supposed to have in a career and a job and a nine to five, like I realized that wasn't for me and I didn't want that. So that just kind of mm-hmm. propelled me um, several years of just di- diving deep in personal development, um, stepping forward, taking chances, growing, learning in a lot of different ways, just, just doing a lot of different things. Um, just putting myself in my out of my comfort zone, but also that were rewarding. And uh, maybe a few years ago, four years ago now, I realized that, you know, this I cannot stay in this job any longer. Um, I have to do something else, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and one thing I could control was my health. And I was always interested in health. And it's kind of like this convergence. I, I learned about this really unique area of the body called redox biology, redox signaling. And that's in also my travel. When I went and volunteered for two months in Cartagena, Colombia, and that was just a really transformational um, experience. And those two things kind of co- not collided, but just happened at the same time. And that was four years ago, which really propelled me to uh, where I am now. That's amazing. And I like I like that you mentioned that because a lot of people go through that. I went through it myself, that comfort zone where you're just like, well, I've got nothing to complain about. I've got a good job. You know, I got mm-hmm. some people have benefits, but there's just it's just not enough. And you, you don't want to talk about it because you're thinking people are going to think I'm ungrateful. But yet yeah, that, that area where you're just like, it's not enough. Just, I, I'm not feeling this. So uh, and now you now you're, it's, you're the complete opposite so that's what i want to get into now <laughs> yeah, yeah i i grew up in that environment where i called it the nomad life and uh-huh. i don't want to offend anybody on this just to know that we traveled my mom traveled all the time and we had to follow her so to me 
I, I understand it. And I, I, I was like, yeah, let's do this. You know, <laughs> some uh-huh. people may be afraid of just saying we're picking yeah. up and we're leaving. <laughs> so what, what are the challenges or fears that you had to overcome? Uh, can, can you share some of us when you decided, okay, I'm doing this. I'm going to, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm living my, my purpose. So how, uh, yeah. how is that for you? Yeah. So like, let your listeners know my, my partner, her name is Ruthie. We're nomads right now. Um, we've been so for about a year and a half. And I think it's just, you know, we traveled a lot. You know, we would take a few international trips a year, travel throughout the United States. And we just something that we really love to do. And during the pandemic, she worked in healthcare, So it was a really challenging time. At the time, I worked remote. So we just said, you know what, let's travel across the United States and check out a lot of the national parks. Um, we did that. And then we had a few international trips, like short trips. I got fired from my job um, about a year ago, which is really, you know, some ways a lot of blessing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just kind of like opened things up. I went back to Cartagena, Colombia um, to volunteer, the both of us. And that, and we didn't really set out. Our, when we initially set out to travel and move out our place for that time period, the intention wasn't to become nomads. But I think we just really fell in love with it even more. I fell, with, <laughs> fell in love with travel even more. And we just kind of, we didn't even talk about it. It was just like, so what are we doing? It was just like, just, just keep it up. Just keep going. Um, yeah. And I think the biggest challenges that we've had is just, you know, practical challenges, just like, where's our, where's our stuff? Um, you know, mm-hmm. just the planning phase, just not having things, you know, not, not having a home, you know, having things at like our parents' house or family members' house, just, you know, and where we're going to stay when we're at home, just certain uncomfortableness just having to stay with other people sometimes um but in a lot of ways it, we're so inspired by it i think we we unconsciously we're unconsciously competent when it comes to travel we just not even knowing it we set our life up where it was where it's very easy to travel we spend most of our money just on travel um and uh yeah it's just um yeah we just it's something that we're inspired to do and just step just take a leap of faith yeah I'm, I'm going to throw another question at you on this one. Sure. It's kind of impromptu, but because yeah. uh, I know a lot of people are going to want to know this, but how was it received for, for your friends and family? We're just like, yeah, we're, we're, we're going. <laughs> so um, what kind of uh, feedback did you get? <laughs> that's a good question. Um, yeah. A little different from everyone. My parents uh, are pretty like, okay, you know, they just, mm-hmm. they, um, kind of just settled on the fact that, you know, I'm just going to live a different life. I have, you know, different intentions in my life. My partner's parents a little bit more. uh, Okay. When are you all settling down? Um, I think, but for the most part, everyone's been really supportive um, and really, uh, I think it inspires a lot of people, honestly, something that we didn't expect. A lot of our friends and and our family have just been like really encouraging and opening up their homes to us. Um, Maybe if they're traveling so we can house it for them. But for the most part, it's been really, um, yeah, people have been encouraging, encouraging us to do it. No, that's amazing. Yeah, because there's a lot of people sometimes that are more afraid of what people will think. And then that's yeah. why they don't make that decision. So I think yeah. it's good to know that, you know, there's people will support. They might question it, but they'll support it. Right, so right. Like, right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Every now and then we'll every every now and then we'll get the, you know, from print. So when are you all going to stop doing this? <laughs> like, what's the plan? Just like, uh, you know, when we're ready to settle, we'll settle. <laughs> That's it. And who knows where it will be, but we'll settle yeah. somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, of course, when you travel, because you're not traveling doing the all-inclusive resorts and stuff, you're actually, you know, visiting, you're, you're meeting people. And mm-hmm. this is what I love about the, the traveling thing is what kind of uh, wisdom or advice that you've gotten from the people and the places that you visited that really stuck to you? Anything that uh, um, sticks out? You know, nothing... As far as advice, nothing really sticks out as far as advice, like someone, like something poignant someone has said to me. But yeah. I do think that just meeting other travelers and people that love to travel and just sharing the insights that the, the common insights that we have just about life, um, what's important in life and just how travel a lot of times just breaks boundaries of what we hold so important. And we realize like, it's okay to hold things important, but just um, a lot of times that's it's what we're told was supposed to be important. And when you travel and seeing people living differently, it, um, it just lets you know, it, just again, like what you, how you see the world isn't the end all be all. I, but I yeah. will say, actually, I will say actually this past weekend, we were just talking, um, had a like a not way deep in the Amazon. We did it. We did a tour in the Amazon, and our guy who was really really wonderful. He was telling talking to us about um, a few years ago. He spent two months with a really remote indigenous tribe in the Amazon that still live mm-hmm. as hunter gatherers. And something he he just kept reiterating that how um, simple and relaxed their life was because they didn't you know they just lived off the land and everything they had was provided. Yeah, and they not having money. Um, they, he just kept saying money wasn't important, you know, money for them, mm-hmm. it wasn't important. And so their life was just easy, it was a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Once, yeah. That's what I like about that too. I've met uh, a, a group where it's just like money can change. It used to be yeah. seashells. Now it's this, right. now it's paper. So yeah. we could just barter, uh, you know, or, you know, we give one time and then when we need somebody else will give. So it, it just, yeah, there's no stress yeah. on finances. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I wanted to, to kind of dive into what you do. You mentioned earlier, you got into the, the healing part of things and, and you're a big advocate on how, um, how you can protect, how we should protect ourselves from toxic environments and that, um, mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about what it is and then tell us what we should be paying attention to um, in terms of... Yeah, sure. Yeah. I would say that, well, first, let me, I'm not an expert in this field. I just want to let you listen. Mm. I'm not an expert in in this field. However, um, just like a lot of people, just coming across information, learning about different things in our environment, and particularly um, what encouraged me or inspired me to write my book. So I'll focus on what I learned from this documentary called Stink. And it was about Mm -hmm. um, a father who had lost his, um, a few years prior, lost his wife to cancer. And he came across... Um, uh, some pajamas, he purchased some pajamas for his daughter and he noticed a really strong smell that smelled like a chemical. And having lost his wife to cancer, he was, you know, he wanted to investigate it just to make sure it was safe and contacted this, this, um, the company to try to get um, an understanding what was in, what was in it, what was it made of, what was the material. And he couldn't get an answer and he was being stonewalled. So that just kind of led him to creating this documentary called Stink, which really, which focused on the, um, how, is reg- I'm not going to say unregulated, but how loose the regulations were as far as things that are in um, a lot of cleaning products, um, mm-hmm. cosmetic products, 
And a lot of chemicals um, go that go into these these intoxicants that go into these products, but because of um, labeling loopholes, um, things that are really yeah. harmful to individuals like carcinogens, things that affect um, hormone hormones, respiratory um, respiratory system in the body, and how that correlates to the increased uh, disease um, and chronic diseases around the world. And for example. Uh, fragrance, you know, the, the ingredients, mm-hmm. fragrance, that's a loophole that companies use um, in, in conjunction with like set up by corruption in, 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 in the representatives, specifically in the United States, where fragrance can can include any a plethora of ingredients and it's not regulated and you don't they don't have to disclose what's included in fragrance. And a lot of times uh, it's these harmful chemicals and toxins that mm-hmm. are dangerous to everybody. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And the, yeah, it's just like natural flavoring. That, that's the one. Yeah. When you yeah. see that as an ingredient, be aware. It's, it's, yeah, you don't exactly. Natural, don't want to know yeah. how natural it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that's amazing that you did write a book uh, and it, it's out now, I believe. It, it just, just came out. Uh, what Before we get into what the book is sure. all about, um, sure. what got you to write it? What, what made you decide, okay, I, I'm doing this? Because a lot of people think about writing a book and they're just kind of like, I don't know, but you just like, no, I'm getting, getting this one done. How, uh, yeah. how did that happen? Um, so it, it comes out January 10th. It comes out January 10th. I probably pushed it back three times now, okay. but actually that was a good, it, it was one of those things where well, I'll, I'll get in that later. Um, but <laughs> where, where it seemed like it was bad, but it actually turned out to be good. Um, good. And it's, it's just, it's really this book is for me is really a personal development journey in a lot of ways, because if you told me even, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago that I'd be writing a book, uh, <laughs> I would just be like, there's no way. Yeah. And I really um, are grateful to a gentleman called uh, his name is John Gray. He's a professor. And he last year he invited me to participate in an anthology book um, mm-hmm. called Power Talk about um, a group of men, just about motivation, our stories and encouragement. And when he initially asked me to do that, he said, my initial thought was, oh, I can't do that. But now, you know, just through years of, you know, changing my story, I knew that not to listen to that voice that got, like I would in the past. And so I participated in that. And then watching this documentary called Stink, um, I just got, you know, my frustration about how these toxins are harming people's environment. I knew one thing we can control is our lifestyle. And for the last four years, I've been teaching people about this area of science and a product that's attached to it. Um, And I was interested in it because it helps protect our health, protect the body. And, you know, I just figured I take all my four years of learning and just, just engulfing myself in this material uh, to in a condensed, short introduction for people about this um, function in the body that most people um, are unaware of and can be hard mm-hmm. to grasp a lot of times. And we all know about vitamin C and stem cells and DNA. These things that were once unknown are now known. And so I wanted to just do my part in a book to cure, for people to just learn a little bit more. Mm. No, that's interesting. Yeah, and I, I know what you mean about getting it out uh, it takes a while there's always some uh little surprises that come your yeah. way and i know yeah, yeah so i'm excited to uh we'll get some information later yeah, if, yeah. if you want um is, can you give us a little bit of a teaser of what you know what you do you- sure 
Yeah. yeah. So it's a great analogy um, that I heard uh, regard, you know, Wayne Gretzky's, Wayne Gretzky's, who's from Canada. So um, he's a, hockey, a former hockey player, probably the greatest hockey player of all time. Mm -hmm. And they asked him, why is he so good? And he said, because he doesn't skate to where the puck was or is. He skate to he skates to where it's going. And ah. this um, but the top the topic of my book, um, this area of science and health redox signaling is where health is vast and it's very researched and is where health is going in the future. So that's just a little tease uh, about the, the contents yeah. of the book. That's awesome. Yeah. And of course, he had to mention brain. He's like, a, yeah. he's like a national icon for us. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Um, how do you find because I mean, you you're you're traveling, you're working, you're writing books, you, you, you know, um, mm -hmm. how do you find the balance in your life between all of that with family, uh, with your traveling with the work that you do? Um, that's a great question. I don't have kids. So that that makes it a lot easier. <laughs> uh, a lot of times. Um, you know, it's, I just kind of just do it. You know, I know that's, it, it, I don't even, when I, when I think about like, how, okay, how do I organize it? And I think it's when I mentioned earlier, I just kind of like unconsciously competent when it comes to travel. I just, we just kind of figure out a way to live our life in traveling and just doing the things we need to do. Um, much of my, everything I do is on the computer and, and remote. So from, yeah. from that standpoint, um, it's easy as long as, as long as we have Wi-Fi. Uh, sometimes <laughs> the Wi-Fi is not too strong, uh, but, you know, you always figure out a way. And when, when obstacles and things come into play, I just learned to, I've been learning to lean into like everything's okay. And, you know, mm -hmm. if it just life is just, you know, we just look at our life, there's always obstacles, there's always challenges. And if we just can accept that and not just kind of really can control it and just go with the flow and know that moment that, you know, that, that moment, generally speaking, you know, this, this degrees, but this mm -hmm. moment will pass, this obstacle will pass and you can learn something from it. So I've been really trying to lean into that um, more um, as far as, you know, with, with everything in life. That's nice. Yeah, uh, that's very helpful. <laughs> um, is there any advice, if you could share uh, something that you wish you would have known sooner that would have made your life easier? Do you want to share uh, something, advice or wisdom that you wish you would have known back in the day? Yeah, that I love that question because um, this is just a realization. Something I knew, but a few weeks ago I had just... Um, just a, a realization of how to really accept this this proverb that goes um what is bad what is good and mm. if, if we step back uh, most things that we label as bad or good are just labels and they were yeah. it's because we were told these things supposed to be bad or good and a great example is you know my book you know it was mm -hmm. had two different dates that um that I was set to release and because of just you know, <laughs> Murphy's Law, things happen. Yeah. They then, you know, I had to push it back. But I, I came, to, I've come to see that it was supposed to be that way because I've learned things each time. I learned things that I was able to incorporate into my book change that I hope and believe it made it more um, consumable, made it more um, just a better um, value for the readers. Even literally, <laughs> um, I have somebody, a, a friend helping me with the book and the formatting. And maybe two weeks ago, I sent him, he was like, okay, this is like, this is the last version. And <laughs> after that, 
I literally, I just had like these downloads where I removed the total chapter. I included mm. um, at least one paragraph at the beginning of every chapter. It's only 10 chapters, but a new paragraph to, at the beginning of every chapter. Just um, again, I, th- I think it made it a, a, a better book. And I would, I would have never have happened if, you know, these obstacles mm-hmm. and I didn't push my date back. So you just I would. So I would tell myself to, you know, just you learn you have something to learn from everything, even if it's mm-hmm. quote unquote bad. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm learning that as well. That's uh, mm-hmm. sometimes it can be a blessing in disguise and just yeah. and just go with it. If it's happening, there's a reason for it. So yeah, that's, absolutely. That's great. Yeah, people Absolutely. need to hear that. I'm glad you shared. Uh, what have you got going on? Because now you got the book coming out in January, and that what's new? What's next? What else are you gonna? What else are you working on? Or, or what else is coming? Sure. Um, so I, you know, I love to travel. You know, we've been talking about travel. <laughs> I've had really um, a transformational experience for myself in my life, uh, volunteering abroad, and. While I was traveling uh, earlier this year, I came across a travel coach um, program because I wanted to do something in travel because um, mm-hmm. it just inspired me so much. And I didn't want to be a travel agent or do tours. I just didn't was I didn't feel called for that. So I, I want to I'm going to start working on something called like immersive volunteering for people that um, were like me. You know, I was in a, a job um, a I felt stuck in, I wasn't inspired by, but I didn't know what direction I was going to go into. I didn't know what was next for me. And um, when I went and volunteered and just immersed myself in that environment and the challenges that came with it, um, Mm -hmm. I grew, I grew a lot and it just helped me. I didn't necessarily find, like, I didn't have a aha moment of what I was going to do next, but I got what I needed to move forward in life to, to bring me to where I am now. So aside Mm -hmm. from a book, that's, that's something I'm going to really focus on moving into the new year. Oh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) I do. uh, I do ask this question, uh, all the time. It's a promise I made to a little girl because she asked me that question or she was interviewing me, but I told her I would ask everybody because I think it's a fun question. But uh, so that question is, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I want to be I just it's it's in this is not a, um, a maybe a tangible what I, what I want to a tangible um, profession, mm-hmm. but I want to be an inspiration that I think that's what I want to be. I want to whatever I'm doing in the world, I want to be adding value to people um, and I want to be of service to people and I want it to be an inspiration for people to, I like to say, be healthy, be inspired and live free um, a life that they design on purpose. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's what I like about that question is it is really an open. It's not like when we we're little, we were saying, I want to be a firefighter or, you know, it's, like right. it's, yeah. it's open. And, and uh, I love the answers I get every time I ask. It's, it's different every time. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I could talk to you all day because <laughs> you have so much fun, insight on things. But um, I wanted to see before we uh, we end the uh, the podcast, it, how can people follow you or contact you if they want a little bit more, if they want to see when the book comes out? Do you um, can you share if you want? I'm putting yeah. you on the spot there, but share how people yeah, can follow yeah. you. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Facebook's a great place to find me. Um, Facebook slash Ricardo.Wilkins um, is a great place to find me. I also have a website, uh, RicardoWilkins.com. 
So that's easy. Um, I'll talk a little bit about um, my ideas and immersive uh, volunteering. And it's also a link to my uh, book, uh, which you can find at uh, Redox, I'm sorry, Ricardo's uh, new book.com. And it's also, it would also be available on Amazon. Oh, that's amazing. And I'll put that information in the comments in the description so people can, who are watching or listening can get a hold of it. So Great. I want to thank you so much for coming on. And I didn't mention this in the beginning, but uh, Ricardo is joining us from uh, Ecuador uh, yeah. today. He's on his last leg of the trip. And I think that's just amazing. So if you want to keep following his journey, uh, make sure you look at the description or comments and, and uh, join in. So thank you. Thank you so much again. And I can't wait to see your book. Uh, I'll, I'll make sure to, uh, to tag uh, people as well once it does come out. So thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. And, and thank you so much. Much, thank you uh, so much for having me. And I'll be definitely, I'll send you a copy um, oh, in the mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I, again, thank you, Ricardo. It was very inspiring to see uh, to see how you uh, how you're living your purpose. It's really amazing. And and thank you for sharing your story. And for everybody who is watching or listening, again, make sure to like, follow, or subscribe to this the channel that you're listening in. Uh, and make sure to follow Ricardo to see uh, what's new and upcoming with him. And until then, stay safe, stay awesome, and we'll talk soon. All right, bye, everybody.